It's not just another boring podcast from some loser broadcasting from his mom's basement. It's from his dingy garage instead. Whatever, man. We cover everything. Pop culture, food, let me guess, tacos again? That's that's what this show's about. Politics, sports, entertainment, and whatever the hell else is on his mind. I have an addictive personality. Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Scared to tell us the city, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Oh, yeah. We back. We are back. Man, I am so glad to be here. Welcome to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, my government name. Welcome to the show. You can stream this show on SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Or if you're an iTunes snob like myself, go ahead, do the search, the Big Brother Jake Podcast, and boom, there you have it. Spread the word. Let people know. You can't tell me nothing today. You can't tell me nothing today. The homie, next segment, Stephen A. Smith, is on the program. How the hell did I pull that off? I don't know. But he, he's, he's coming on, and I hope you guys stay tuned for that. But we have a few things to discuss, a few things to go over. First of all, I hope y'all had a great, happy, and hearty, and healthy Thanksgiving. You had a good time. Y'all got fly, got dressed just to chill out in the living room. <laughs> That, you know, there was no fights, that family members are still talking to one another, and that you didn't have a live turkey um, attacking you in the back of a pickup truck. If that doesn't make sense to you, listen to the previous podcast. All right. (laughs) So good to be back. Sorry for the hiatus. Like I said, I was working on a few things to make sure this show's up and running. We're trying to do some new things. We're trying to get people to come on. I'm trying to be more interactive with y'all. It's it's just been tremendous. The the responses. I did a Instagram and Facebook live simultaneously on Friday, this past Friday, which was uh November thirtieth. And it turned out okay. It turned out okay. I know there's more people that wanted to do it. It's just hard to try to find the right time. I mean, 5 o'clock would not work for me. I'm a parent. My kids are coming home from school. You know, you got to get stuff ready for the weekend and, and, and bedtimes and stuff. So, you know, I, I'm down to do some more interactive stuff. It was a lot of fun, a lot of good questions. And uh, I will recap some of those questions in the near future. But with that being said, it was a great holiday for me. We ate out at a rib chain. I'm not going to show them love because they deny me a military discount, even though they said they do it. But their food was phenomenal, and they took care of my family, and no dishes, no cleaning up, and we had leftovers, and it was fantastic. We had a good time. Nobody fought. Nobody was in a bad mood. Nobody was mad at each other came back had some dessert and it was fun good times good times and i'm not lying because i know some of them are listening so yeah enjoyed my holiday um now we look forward to the beast that is christmas and i don't know who's ready for that i'm definitely not ready for christmas yet i've done zero shopping i've done zero decorating in my house and i'm not even mad about it i'm trying to find a motivation i will i got some time off coming up from the the main nine to five so kitties are asking hey dad when are you gonna put up the christmas lights when are we gonna get a tree when you guys aren't being difficult to go to bed or difficult and making us tired but because i have to make that happen just because i'm a grinch doesn't mean I have to be a Grinch to the children and the family, so I'll make sure those lights are up. And you should too. But I do have a rule, and I will discuss this. And I've said this on the air when I worked at Fox Sports Radio. There's a rule that I have in my home. Put your lights up the day of or the day after Thanksgiving. I think that's okay. That's okay. And you are to not leave them up past January 15th. Anytime after that, you're just straight up lazy and it looks bad because, you know, you've done had 
Christmas, you done had New Year's, and everybody's kind of over the holiday and they're looking forward to spring, and here you are. Just a reminder, an eyesore of the neighborhood of not picking up your Christmas lights. It's ridiculous. Don't be that person, okay? I'm not going to make this all about, you know, holiday etiquette again because you guys probably got tired of the... Actually, no, that was one of the most downloaded uh, episodes I've ever done, the Thanksgiving uh, episode. I hope that those uh, clues were helpful to you because it's things that I've gone through and I've lived through and the names were changed to protect the innocent. (laughs) Because what happened was when people listened to it, they said, yo, was that me? Yo, was that my husband? Yo, was that my brother? Yo, was that my uncle? Man, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. And I didn't describe them to a T because then I would give it away. And I'm not in the business of embarrassing people on purpose, unless it's entertaining. <laughs> but I'm, I'm always uh, trying to protect the innocent. But one thing I said when I did this podcast is I would definitely be authentic and I want to make sure that no matter what happens, that we have fun doing this show and that I'm not phony or fake or, you know, any of the above, but I really do hope Thanksgiving was great for you and upward and onward to Christmas. So now we got that out the way. Um, I do want to say that, uh, thank you again for, being a part of the the Big Brother Jake uh, Ask BBJ Anything <laughs> experiment. That was a lot of fun. I want to do a lot more of those. And eventually, like I have said in the past few podcasts, I would love to, to rent out a hall somewhere or we get a sponsor. I'll come to your bar and grill, your restaurant, your banquet hall, and we can do the show from there live to tape. And... It'll just be a big party. It'd be me, and it'll be a few open microphones, and whoever want to come up and talk, you know, whether you want to come up and diss me, make fun of me, have a good time, you know, just talk trash, I'm down, and I think it would be fun, and I won't edit it out. Uh, I try to keep this R-rated, but, you know, curse words going to come out here and there, and there's going to be stories that come out here and there that aren't suitable for kids, and you know what? So be it. But that, that's just how it's going down. But we're doing new things. We're trying new things. And that's why I took a little time off from the show. Because I wanted to make sure that it's going the path I want it to go. You know, I'm looking for more sponsors. I'm looking for people that want to promote their businesses. Um, and, you know, return the favor. Let let people know what's going down with this show. It's fun. It's, it's not something that, you know, I, it's like... Your homeboy's riding in the car with you, telling you stories. And for the people that know me, I love to tell stories. I love to talk. I love to talk. And since I can't find a radio station, I do my own damn podcast. Okay? So we're always looking to improve bigger and better things. Um, I'm going to tease next week's show already. Uh, Next week is going to be music heavy. It's going to be a lot of music, a lot of independent artists. Uh, I'm going to interview a couple of my favorite artists next week um, that are underground that uh, have been doing things in the music industry for a little bit. Um, and small plug for me, uh, my man, Michael Myers, we're going to get him on the show. Um, he he actually did something for me that is a bucket list item. I've produced songs for many cats for many years and I got jaded by the music business. Um, so I kind of just dropped out of sight. I'd sell a beat here and there. I've put out some albums independently, you know, for free or even a dollar. And let me tell you something about that. If you put it out for free, people are more apt to probably donate more money. But I've put out my album for a dollar. And people are saying, like, I don't have a dollar. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you've got a smartphone, you got a dollar. I mean, these are excuses I heard for people that haven't listened to my album. Oh, well, it's not on iTunes. Okay, fine. It's on SoundCloud. It's on Bandcamp. Well, it's not on Spotify. I don't have a dollar. What's your website again? Oh, that's too long. Oh, you mean I got to put it on my iTunes, on my computer, then sync my phone? Well, I'm so sorry. So, yeah, it it got discouraging, and I just kind of gave up. 
So, you know, people would hit me here and there for a beat, and I was down to do it. And then the man, the big legend, the homie Michael Myers, he's like, yo, I need you to produce a track on my EP. It's going down. And I said, really? Okay. So fast forward a couple months later, I'm in Florida with the family, chilling out, about to do the Miami thing. My man Michael Myers hits me up. He says, yo, it's a go. Uh, your, your beat made the album. Word? That's pretty dope. And I I was just stunned. And it was a dream come true. Kind of like working for the Dodgers and the Clippers and the Kings and, you know, doing the things I've got to do. Producing for one of my favorite artists is something that I just can't, you know, comprehend. And we became friends, so... It's pretty dope, you know. So, yeah, um, it's going to be music heavy next week. So, for my music lovers out there, um, we're going to have all kinds of genres on. Um, you know, if you have a song you want people to hear, a lot of hip-hop next week, I mean, I'm going to be honest, and some rock. But if you have an artist, if you're an artist and you have a song you want to submit so I could play it next week, if, if you want to submit it, go to the Big Brother Jake Podcast at gmail.com. The Big Brother Jake Podcast at gmail.com. And when you submit your music, please put the name of the group, the city you're from, and a little bio of the group. Because if I just say, yo, it's John Smith from Cleveland, Ohio, the song is Mystify. Nobody knows anything about your group. And please make sure your audio is tight because there's nothing worse than your audio sounding like trash. Because I've had a few submissions, and I haven't aired them, and I look at everybody like, is that me? Is that me? Well, you'll know. <laughs> but, you know, if you're going to submit something that people are going to listen to, make sure it's, like, Trump-type dope. You know, like, make sure it sounds good. Make sure the audio's clean. You know, there's nothing worse, nothing worse than just listening to bad audio. That's why it's hard for me to go to weddings or quinceañeras and the DJ is trash and I have to sit there and listen to it. And because I'm an audio engineer by trade, a lot of the family members, they'll look back at me and say, yo, Jake, can you help this man out? Wait a minute. Y'all done paid this man X amount of dollars, but I'm supposed to help this fool out for free? What, because I get a plate of food and some Martinelli's? Nah, bruh. If I love you enough, I'm going to do it. But it's it's kind of become the norm. Like, yo, Jake, can you help this guy out? How much you paying him? I'll take a third of that just to fix his board, and then we'll be good. <laughs> so I'm all over the place in this segment, but I'm just really happy. Um, you know, had a kind of a rough weekend. And, um, you know, things happen. You know, in the process of trying to figure out how to make this show bigger and better each week. Um, and, you know, life gets in the way, kind of get down. So the holidays just pass and thinking about, like, the holidays coming up and your loved ones. And, you know, like I mentioned last week, my boy Martin, you know, and I had some other friends that gave me some news that wasn't so good. So it's just crazy. But, you know, I, I appreciate my friends so much. You know, got me through the week. And um, I listened to a lot of music to cheer me up in the past 72 hours. So that's why I want to get on the music. I want to help my independent artists. I, I want people to submit their music to me, I, you know, and let's just do it. Let's have a good time. But we got a good show, good podcast the, this week, in my opinion. So we're going to hit up the next segment here with the great Stephen A. Smith. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Welcome back to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. We have a guest here that needs no introduction. Number one show on cable. Damn good show on the radio for ESPN. I consider him a damn good friend of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen A. Smith is in the building. What's good? What's going on, Jake? How you doing, man? Long time no speak. How you been, man? It's been a while, man, but I'm good. I'm real good. Uh, just want to say, um, has anything interesting happened in the city of Dallas in the last 24 hours, brother? Well, first of all, 
it's the Dallas Cowboys day. It's undeniable. Um, I didn't see it coming. Um, not in a million years. I thought that they would get Ram Robert by the number one offense in football with Drew Brees, Thomas, and the crew. Right. I didn't think they had a chance. I really, really didn't. <laughs> and you know, I, I, I was and I was I was just waiting to rub it in their face. Oh, we saw you I, on TV doing that, man. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was looking forward to it. Um, but much to the Cowboys' credit, their defense, their defensive unit was stellar. It's undeniable, and they are definitely a force to be reckoned with. Not just now, but for years to come. When you consider the fact that their average age is twenty-five, that their seven top playmakers all were, or twenty-three years of age or under, right? Uh, you just got to pay attention to what we're seeing here and give credit where credit is due. The defense is big time, no doubt. Did Dallas do something to you personally, brother? Because I mean, every time you get a chance, you, you you're on them, man. You're on their head. No, you know what it is. It's not. It's not even the Cowboys. I have nothing against the Cowboys. Uh-huh. I can't. I can't stand their fans. I hate Dallas Cowboy fans with a passion. <laughs> and, and you know, and by that, it's all in fun. You know, it's just of course, yeah. you know, real life, real life, and all that stuff. But you know, from a from a sports uh, perspective, Dallas Cowboys, uh, Dallas Cowboy fans to me are the worst. They're worse than cockro- they're worse than cockroaches. I mean, I can't stand them because <laughs> it doesn't matter what the situation is. They don't take a second to smell this stuff. You- Dallas Cowboys could go one and fifteen right now, and in five minutes they'll tell you, you know, we're gonna win the Super Bowl next year, right? <laughs> it just it's, it's it's annoying. It's annoying as hell. You th- you think they're worse than Raider fans? I mean, I'm a yep. Chargers fan, as you know, and yep. Raider fans could be damn annoying. Nobody's man. nobody's worse than the Cowboys. Wow, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's worse than I, Nobody. They are pretty damn, you know, annoying. I I, I can see Raiders fans. Raiders Raiders fans have an inferiority complex because Ooh, they're yeah. in Oakland. They're in Oakland, California. Right. They 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 haven't been appreciated for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just see. I mean, look at the teams. They they moving out of you know the Warriors about to move to San Francisco. Right. Raiders about to move to Vegas, and you know they got a great phenomenal fan base. That has lacked appreciation for many, many years. Okay. Okay. And, and in the case of the Dallas Cowboys, you know, you got them losing for 23 years and people still calling them America's team. <laughs> Not my America. Not your America you know, either, so apparently. That, that's what it is. But it's, 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 it's life. It's life. Okay. And so, with that being said, who do you think, who is your pick to go to the Super Bowl this year? It was New Orleans. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it was New Orleans. Um, and I and 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 I and I wanted to say New England because uh, I re- I'm a Steelers fan. Of and course. I, but the Steel the Steelers are allergic to Tom Brady. He's their kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was a problem. Right. But the more but the more I, I thought about it as the season waned, I said Kansas City may meet New Orleans in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But after what I saw last night, you know, now it could end up being the Rams. <laughs> so I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, but me personally. As long as Drew Brees or the Rams are in the Super Bowl uh, against Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. or the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm good. Okay. Okay, that's what's up. You're going to switch tracks here a little bit, uh, talking a little NBA. Um, what do you think is going on? I mean, you, you're you're on the pulse. You have the finger on the pulse of everything. Do you think the Warriors, this may be the year that it's done for them? That's it? Um, I don't. Because I think that, uh, listen, I'm not going to rule out the possibility that Kevin Durant is going to stay. Okay. Um, you know, obviously the Lakers are targeting Anthony Davis and what have you. And um, if they're fortunate enough to work out a trade where they can acquire somebody like him to go with LeBron, that would be great. Okay. Um, that would obviously change a lot of things. But if they can't do it, they can't do it. In the end, the way I look at it. Personally speaking, I think that the Warriors are going to be relevant because they have the style of play that the NBA has incorporated, the manner in which the game is called in this day and age, the physicality that has been stripped from the game, mm-hmm. combined with the greatness of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson as shooters, the best shooting backcourt we've ever seen in NBA history. Absolutely. I think I think that alone is going to keep them relevant for several more years. Now, does it mean it could, the potential end of their championship run could arrive? Absolutely. Because the thought of LeBron James teaming up with an Anthony Davis matters. Or LeBron James being with Kevin Durant, where Kevin Durant decides to leave Golden State and go to L.A., that would matter. Or LeBron James with Kawhi Leonard, that would matter. But, I, I, I mean, all, all things being equal, 
um, you know, in the end, you got to give Golden State credit where credit is due and give them the benefit of the doubt that if Kevin Durant were to leave, they would probably acquire somebody else because they're that formidable. All right. You listen to the Big Brother Jake podcast with Stephen A. Smith as our guest. I also want to touch on, you know, Los Angeles is pretty split up with their basketball teams right now. You got the Lakers. You got LeBron, as you mentioned. People are in a panic. They're 12-9 and as we record this. But the Clippers are actually doing a lot of damage. Do you think the Clippers are a legit team this year? Or do you think it's just a flash in the pan? Nobody should expect anything more? I think think the Clippers are what they are. I think that they're um, a a team that's well-coached with a bunch of rough riders that have something to prove. Okay. Uh, Montrell's Herald, to me, is the modern-day Dennis Rodman. Uh, Patrick Beverly ain't scared of a soul. Absolutely. Uh, this kid, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, can ball, and a lot of people have been praising him. Uh, Gallinari is averaging over 18 a game and mm-hmm. shooting better than 40% from three-point range. And Tobias Harris can't guard me or you. Doesn't want to. <laughs> but, he can, but, but he can score on anybody. And when you combine that with the coaching of Doc Rivers, along with the absence of expectations – Early in the season, you expect them to do some things, which to their credit, they have done. But I still would like to see what's going to transpire in February, March and April before we're able to say anything about them. Absolutely. I do. You know, I, I get a chance to see them night in and night out. And, and I think they're they're pretty damn good this year. I mean, they, 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 they could contend for some things. But I think, well, again, I, I've been around. I've been covering the NBA. Oh, for I know you have. Years. Absolutely. I'm not. I, 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 it really doesn't move me what I see from people in <laughs> okay. November in November. Gotcha. You know, I got I got to wait. I got to wait because I was it takes. Listen, guys have been taking off during the summer. Mm-hmm. They haven't put in the work. They didn't work on their game. The conditioning, the co- the chemistry and cohesiveness that you have to have as a team. A lot of these guys are lacking that in November. Because they didn't dedicate themselves to that in the off season, right? But once, but once the season progresses, then they get their feet up under them, and then it's a different ball game. So let's see what the Clippers do as the months wane. And you're saying that Laker fans shouldn't panic with their record right now? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. They got listen. This is LeBron. This is uh, listen. LeBron knows how to play the game of basketball. He's a basketball savant, and he can't carry them. There's no question about that. But still in all, as they figure out how to play with him and he figures out how to play with them, I think they'll win more nights than not. And that's what it comes down to. Okay. You listen to the Big Brother Jake podcast. Stephen A. Smith is our guest. Final question, Stephen A. Got the number one show on cable. You got a damn good radio show. I listen to it every day. And you're a friend, so I'm going to be a little biased. What does Stephen A. Smith do for fun? You're so busy, man. You're like the Black Ryan Seacrest in sports right now. Like, I see you everywhere, dog. Like, what well, do we do for fun, all, man? Well, well, first of all, I don't have a job. I have a career. Ah, and, the, okay. and the difference between a job and a career is a job you do what you have to do that pays the bills, sustains, or elevates your quality of life, and you go from there. A career is doing what you want to do, and it just so happens to do those things. I mean, obviously, you know, you can go out on a date. Or you could you could chill at home with the family, or you could go to the movies and stuff like that. Things like that, sure, I'll do. But for the most part, what it comes down to is that the beauty of my career is that some of the things that I that I would be doing recreationally, mm-hmm. if I was in a different profession and I could afford it, and I just wanted to enjoy myself, some of the things that I do recreationally is what is is what I actually do for my career. Absolutely. I mean, I would be I would be going to games. I would be watching games. I would be enjoying myself because I enjoy sports. And so for me, that's what I do. Other than that, just spend the time with family and loved ones and, and, and you know, reminding myself of of who I'm valued by right. and who I value. And so for me, I, I've been very fortunate and blessed by God himself to have the inner circle that I have, to have the friends that I have. Mm-hmm. I'm not some recluse that's devoid of friends and don't know how to have a good time. I have a good time all the time. You do. I have an, I have an abundance of friends and I'm talking to one of them. Oh, I appreciate that. you. So, <laughs> so I, I mean, I'm good. I, everywhere I go, I've got love. <laughs> no doubt. That was Stephen A. Smith. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you, brother. ESPN Radio, first take, the number one show in the nation, cable show. Man, flattered he came on and wanted to be a part of the Big Brother Jake podcast. Much love to Stephen A. 
You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Wow, that was fun. That was fun. Thank you to Stephen A. Smith for coming on. Very busy man. <laughs> that was in the works for a very long time, so we've been working on that, trying to get that together. And my man carved out a little bit of time to come up on the Big Brother Jake Podcast, so it's definitely appreciated. So thank you, Stephen A. Smith, for that. A lot of y'all Dallas Cowboy fans are probably very pissed off at him. He called y'all cockroaches. He, mm, mm. And then Raider fans even got a little bit of that. And well, I, I didn't want to stop him on that. I wish he would have kept going. But damn, he doesn't like Dallas Cowboy fans. <laughs> I, they cool with me. I ain't got a problem with Cowboy fans. Some of them are annoying. As you know, every fan base is annoying. Like even my own fan base, you know, I love the Chargers, um, but we get a rep for being losers, and especially with the whole move from San Diego to Los Angeles, a lot of people didn't like it. It divided a whole fan base, and you know, my pet peeve with the with the Chargers is, well, we get excited over little things like if the NFL Network mentions us and. Uh, you know, we make a power ranking in the top five. Oh, we made the top five in a power ranking. Man, nobody cares, man. I want the Lombardi Trophy, okay? And let me tell you, I almost said San Diego. You know, it's still the San Diego Chargers, man. I don't care where they live or or, 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 or where they play, sorry. I, I live here, but I used to make that drive for, you know, off and on for 20 years down to San Diego. And I still can't say Los Angeles Chargers. I, I'll say the Chargers. I never use the name. And I live here in L.A., okay? But if they win, I'm going to tell y'all right now. If the Chargers ever win a Super Bowl, I am about to be so ignorant. Like, not ignorant. Not ignorant. Ignant. Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to blow money on championship gear. I'm going to go to the parade. I'm probably going to be in a drunken stupor for a few days. You know, and I won't be able to miss work. But the days I don't have to be there, I'm going to have to find a babysitter, man. Because I'm going to be partying nonstop. I hope that in my lifetime, the... San Diego, Los Angeles, by way of Lemon Grove, La Mesa, Carson, Chargers, win a Super Bowl. Just one. Just one in my lifetime. That would be the ultimate, okay? Now, being a Laker fan, I got really spoiled, and I saw championships all the time. It was expected, still expected. Especially with uh, LeBron James, you know, like it's championship or bust. I don't see that happening this year, but Laker fans are spoiled. And I'm a Dodger fan. And all we see is Kirk Gibson still doing that, you know, that fist pump around the, the bases when he hit the home run. And a lot of my friends weren't alive for that or they were super young and don't remember. I was 12, so I remember it clearly, and I really wish that there was another highlight, and two World Series go by, and nothing. Starting to feel like the Buffalo Bills of baseball, the the old Atlanta Braves in the 90s. I like the Los Angeles Kings, and they've won two Stanley Cups, got to actually touch the cup and take a picture with it. I have to post that up sometime for those that haven't seen it and for those that know me well on Throwback Thursdays on my social media. I've posted it more than once. But the Kings have won in my lifetime. I feel bad for certain fan bases. Like the Charger fans. Cleveland fans. Cleveland. Other... When LeBron left, that was the last championship you're going to see probably in your lifetime. Nobody's coming to the Browns to play for you guys. Because it's Cleveland. Sorry, that place is not fun. Bengals fans. 
you're never going to win a, a, you know, you've been to the Super Bowl like the Chargers have a couple times, but the Niners had you both times. There's just some fan bases that will never, never experience that. In my lifetime, I would just like to have one Lombardi trophy for my Chargers. I can't even begin to tell you. I would probably cry if they won the Super Bowl. I would cry. You would want to be around me around that time. I'd be buying everybody dinner and drinks. Man, what a day that would be. I would love to see that. It's, I won't say it won't happen because anything is possible. But don't tease me and just get to the Super Bowl and be content with that. Just <laughs> find a way to win. Find a way to win. I don't ever want to be in that position. And then I could be like the old crusty Raider fans and the crusty Cowboys fans and kind of crusty Broncos fans and Niners fans. Oh, oh, look at the rings. Look at the rings. Look what we won. At least we've won one. Okay, stop right there. It's a what have you done for me lately society. As a Laker fan, I don't say, look at them banners. Because guess what? We haven't won a banner since 2010. I can't say we no more, my Clipper employee. The Los Angeles Lakers have not won a championship since 2010. Can't say, we're looking at banners. Bro, you ain't won nothing in eight years. Stop it. So when I see a Raider fan try to hit me up, oh, Chargers, huh? what a joke. First of all, you're looking up to us in the division right now. Yes, I'm going all sports for this particular time. <laughs> and you're going to bust out the last ring you won in, what, 1986 or whatever it was? Marcus Allen was still playing. Hell, y'all were the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, Los Angeles Raiders when you won the last Super Bowl. So don't come at me with that. Last time the Cowboys won a, 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 a Super Bowl was when my homeboy James Washington was playing for him. Drive by that I worked with at Fox Sports Radio. Yes, I know. At least we got rings. I get it. It's something you can put on, on, on a Charger fan right now. But a lot of y'all saying that weren't even alive when your team was playing for a Super Bowl. Seriously, man. Seriously. Niner fans, they don't come at me as hard as, you know, a choking Trader fan or, yeah, I'm talking trash on my Raider homies. I got a lot of Raider friends, Raider fan friends. And... If you go to the internet and you dig it up, I used to wear Raider gear. It, it kept me safe. It kept me safe. Because <laughs> where I grew up, you had to wear certain attire to get in and out of the neighborhood. Straight up. In San Bernardino, not when I lived in Barstow. There's no CB4 here. I'm not hard. I'm not a gangster. But I've witnessed a lot. And some of it wasn't pretty. But I always love the Chargers. And Charger fans have a stigma. So, for my sake and for the Charger fan base sake, and for the, the few that are still in San Diego, because I'll be honest, Los Angeles does not appreciate the Chargers. They have the Rams that are kicking ass every week. And they used to be here. So there's there's an underlining like love for them. There's there, there's there's that love affair that they came home. Even though the Rams started in Cleveland. A lot of people don't know that. I think I'm correct on that. They're in love with the Rams. Chargers are like nomads. We, we, we're not loved where we're at and we're hated where we're from. So that's why I think it would be great to win the Super Bowl. Stephen A. didn't predict my Chargers to win a Super Bowl. But whatever. He be jinxing things, and he knows that. He predicted the Celtics would beat the Lakers in 2010, and look what happened. He's predicting that, you know, the Lakers will go a long way this year, too. I don't see it, but that man's been covering the NBA 
hell of a long time and way longer than me. So, you know, props to Stephen A. Thanks again for coming on the show, brother. I set the bar too high now. <laughs> but I will talk sports from time to time. And I'm just thinking about it like, if your team, if you're if you're a fan of a team that's never won anything, what's like the first thing you would do? Other than like cry or celebrate and hug all your friends and pop bottles. Like, would you take time off work? Would you be at the parade? Would you buy championship gear? Like, I know I would spend a minimum like three to $500 on gear and a lot of t-shirts because I'll wear the hell out of them and I'll wear them out and I want a new one. And a jackets and hats. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> just the thought makes me happy, but we'll see. I mean, they beat the Steelers at home as, you know, as we're recording this on uh, early Monday morning, December 2nd, 3rd, 3rd. And I kind of veered away from what I wanted to talk about right now uh, because it's not happy. But we'll, we'll talk about NFL and domestic violence another day. I will say this much because this is a fun segment and I don't want to, you know, be Debbie Downer. Everybody deserves a second chance. Everybody. You know, my one of my favorite producers of all time, Dr. Dre, beat a woman, D. Barnes. And I would be a hypocrite and say, oh, well, I don't bump his music. Yeah, I do. You know, a lot of these people you look up to have been through that situation. I don't believe somebody shouldn't be able to earn a living. But if you put hands on somebody, if you put hands on a female and you're a guy, first of all, it's a no-win situation. Even if you're defending yourself. Everybody that's in that position, picture Jay-Z in your mind in that elevator with Solange. He was smart. He knew, A, there's a camera in there. B, he would not have gained anything by hitting her back. So he took it. There's a, it's a no-win situation, y'all. Fellas, if you're caught up in that situation, just do what you can to get away and try to get help. Because even if you're defending yourself, even if she has a gun on her, you're not going to win in that situation. Don't put hands on a woman. They can hit you. you know, defend yourself. Oh, I, I, I'm not saying that people that start fights and hit you first don't deserve it. But it's a no-win situation. Because even if you defend yourself, that stigma's on you. If you're accused of, you know, sexual battery, even if you didn't do it, but you put yourself in a weird position, it follows you. That's why you got to be careful. All you young athletes out there, Hopefully some of y'all are listening, maybe in high school or college. Be careful. Be careful out there. Use your brain. But I digress. I don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. I was going to get heavy into it, but I decided, you know, I, I'm thinking about how happy I am the Chargers won tonight and how much joy it would be to win a Super Bowl and rub it in those ugly, funky, foolish Raider fans' faces. <laughs> You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Now, I've told some crazy stories on this podcast, and I've embarrassed people <laughs> that, have, that have done some, you know, hung out with me during these episodes. I've embarrassed myself, and I'm, I don't mind embarrassing myself. Because it makes for a good story. Even if I know I'm going to get dissed and it'll be brought up seven years later, I don't mind it. But what I do mind is when my family embarrasses me. Hit that music. Oh, wait, that's me. Dateline, the Persian Gulf, 1997. It was, I want to say... The All-Star Game, the NBA All-Star Game, takes place around February. And 1997, Glenn Rice was a forward that played for the Charlotte Hornets at the time and eventually became a Laker and helped them win some titles. 
Glenn Rice had like the game of his life during the All-Star game. He went off. And because we were in the Middle East, uh, the satellites, we didn't have satellite uh, access for whatever reason. I think a lot of it was because of operations we were doing. I called my sister when I had a chance and asked if she could send me a videotape of that game. And she's like, yeah, I got you. No worries. So a couple weeks go by and mail call comes. I'm waiting for this tape, VHS. And instead, it's a postcard. And the postcard is postmarked Chicago, Illinois. And the postcard itself is like downtown Chicago. And it's from my mom. And I'm like, and on the postcard it says, hey, son, how you doing? You're probably wondering why we're in Chicago. Well, you'll find out very soon. We had a good time. We'll tell you more when you get home. I'm like, okay. Now, here's the thing. Up until now, like my mom, she she's, you know, single. She does what she has to do. She's a great grandmother now. She travels. She goes out. She, she has a good time. But. At that time, my mom, you couldn't get her to go anywhere because she's about her money and she she likes to work. So for my mom to go to Chicago and we don't really have family in Chicago was a mystery to me. So I was like, okay, maybe she just want to have a good time. And but it still seemed fishy and I couldn't shake it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to let it go. And I can't really call her till I get to uh, Jebel Ali, which is known as the sandbox for a lot of military and it sucks I'll get into that another day but we get to Jebel Ali and I call my mom she's like you'll, you'll find out why we went to Chicago well, you'll find out I'm like what's going on with this not cool so about three days after that we're going back out to sea we leave the sandbox aka Jebel Ali and I get a VHS tape and there's a letter attached to it from my sister that says, enjoy the All-Star game. And there's a special episode of Jerry Springer after that. Now, it's right before Jerry Springer got raunchy, but it was still very entertaining. And we couldn't get Jerry Springer on, on, on the TV. So what did I decide to do? I had a hookup with the closed circuit TV people on the Kitty Hawk. And I said, hey, um, can I give you guys this tape so you can play it? They're like, well, what's on it? And I said, there's nothing crazy on there, I promise. It's a copy of, you know, the 1997 NBA All-Star Game and an episode of Jerry Springer. So, we watch the All-Star Game. Glenn Rice goes off. People are happy, like, oh, man, we got to watch the game. You know, we've been hearing about it back home for a couple weeks. Now, mind you, this is before we had, like, internet access and Wi-Fi and all that stuff. is 1997 in the U.S. military. They weren't that advanced yet. We just got email that year. And it was to one computer. My dad would email me, and I'd print it out and read it. So, the NBA All-Star game ends. And then... There's an episode of Jerry Springer. Now, mind you, this is closed-circuit television. 5,000 people, men and women, serving their country on the USS Kitty Hawk has access to see this tape. So everyone's thankful for the All-Star game. Okay? Jerry Springer comes on. I see to the right of him this thick-looking white girl. Focusing on not tripping or falling in front of the camera. Walking next to Jerry Springer. And to his left is my sister. What in the hell is my sister doing on the Jerry Springer show? And mind you, when you have Navy homies that are from out of town, you know, my sister lived in San Diego. My mom lived in San Diego at the time. All my friends used to come and hang out at their houses. Because my mom makes the bomb tacos, okay? Not like carne asada, like I, I love, love, love. But she, you know, she made white girl tacos. And they're bomb. Gr ground beef, her special guacamole. 
You'd love it. And mom, if you're listening, please, I'd love to have some tacos. Okay. So I see my sister on there and I see this thick white girl on there and I see Jerry Springer and talking about their husbands have way more interest in their hobbies than their wives. And they're here to confront their husbands on my show. And I'm like, what the f is going on? I was heated. My boy's like, yo, is that your sister? That's, that's Tracy. I'm like, I know, fool. I know. Still not putting two and two together while my mom was in Chicago. So then they go into the segment. The white girl has her segment. You know, the husband's like doing whatever and they reconcile right away. And it's a beautiful story. And they're not raunchy. Jerry gives, you know, talks to him, says, hey, you need to do this and need to learn a lesson and take care of one another. You know, like he says at the end of every show after, you know, a transsexual stripper beats up a midget. I'm sorry, little person. <laughs> you know, thank you for being the moral compass, uh, compass, Jerry Springer. So that segment's over. Next segment is my sister and her now ex-husband and his little model airplane. And I'm like, okay. He, does, he used to spend a lot of time with his model airplanes, straight up. I, I found it to be annoying because that's all he did. But didn't think it was worthy of Jerry Springer. So I'm already embarrassed. All my friends know my sister. All my friends know my brother-in-law. And I'm like, man. And they're just laughing. Like, man, I would be so embarrassed, man. The worst thing that can happen next is Miss Pam's on there. Lo and behold, my mom comes out, Jerry, 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 busts out a, a, a rubber mallet and starts breaking the the airplane, the remote control airplane on the stage with people, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. I'm like, what in the hell is this? Whose family goes on Jerry Springer? Not my family. I mean, we, we're not like the Brady Bunch or, you know, family ties all wholesome like the Cosby show or nothing like that. Jerry Springer? I got closed circuit TV going on on the USS Kitty Hawk. 5,000 men and women serving their country. Watching my family act a damn fool on TV. Now, a lot of things don't embarrass me. A lot of things don't embarrass me. But that embarrassed me more than anything I can remember. I just put my head down. I, I, I watched it once and I've never seen it again. I couldn't even tell you. You know, at the end, like they got together and everything was fine after my mom broke the mallet you know, with a mallet and, you know, she's going off on my ex brother in law and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, like, yo, Miss Pam, that's your mom, Jake. Fool, I know she gave me birds. She's on the Jerry Springer show. And that's why I got a damn postcard from Chicago. How freaking embarrassing. Jerry Springer. And, and, and man, I think I'm going to have my mom come on the podcast to explain why the hell. And my sister. I'm going to have both of them come on here and find out why the hell they wanted to go to Chicago. Like, what possessed them to be on the Jerry Springer show? Because I love Chicago. It's a great city. There's nothing I would do like that. Like, I wouldn't do that to go to Chicago for free. Even if it was first class. No. They were on Jerry. Now, thank God they're not on, like, today's Jerry Springer. Because then I would just not even talk to him. But the surprise I got when I opened that tape, put it in, told the closed circuit. I probably should have just used the lounge. No, I wanted to do everybody a favor. I wanted to be the Mr. Nice Guy. You know, the, the closed circuit people, they shout me out. Hey, yo, it was Jake, man. He hooked it up. We got the All-Star Game and the Jerry Springer Show. And it's my family. My family. You know, we can't do normal things. We can't go and save lives. We can't go in. <laughs> and I'm not dissing my family. I love my family. But that's probably the most embarrassed I've ever been. I don't get embarrassed often. But damn, the Jerry Springer show? <laughs> and for y'all that are trying to find the episode, it's not on YouTube. It's nowhere to be found. And I don't ever want to see it again. Oh, 
you're probably thinking this this story's not that funny. I'm not that entertained. But think of the magnitude of what I'm telling you right now. Imagine. Imagine. Your family going on TV and embarrassing themselves. I could see if you go into prices right. Your mama goes on there. She has a chance to win a car and she starts jumping up and down and she wins and she falls out. Okay, that's fine. I ain't gained nothing from that. <laughs> I didn't gain anything from it. It was mad embarrassing, yo. Man, I still have yet to pay them back. But they probably say, well, you embarrass us every week with this podcast. So you know what? I guess we're even. <laughs> Jerry Springer. That's, oh. Yeah, we should have them on the show. If you want them on the show, hit me up. Go, you know, Instagram at the Big Brother Jake Podcast or my Facebook page, the Big Brother Jake Podcast, and demand that my mom and my sister, I'll get them together and get them on the show and ask why the hell they wanted to embarrass the family like that. They had a good time. They weren't embarrassed. So if they weren't, I guess I shouldn't be. But I showed it to 5,000 people, even though millions saw it. Every time I walked up and down the ship with my friends from different divisions, yo, Jake, that, that episode of uh, Jerry Springer with your moms and your sister was ill, son. Shut up, B. <laughs> New Yorkers. Yo, son. Anyways, thank you for listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast. As always, I'm super, super appreciative of you tuning in, spreading the word, putting it on your uh, social media that uh, your your boy has a show that you can find on iTunes or SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake podcast. I want to thank Stephen A. Smith for coming on the program on the number one rated cable show for the month of November of 2018. First take, the Stephen A. Smith show on ESPN Radio. You know, shout out to him. Thank you for doing that. You didn't have to, but you did it. And uh, your boy appreciates it very much. Next week, music heavy. Going all in. All in on the music. Independent artists, you want to get at me? The Big Brother Jake Podcast at gmail.com. Submit your songs. Submit your bios. Let's get you out there. All right? Deuces. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.